Uh, right, good evening, everybody. Uh, welcome back to another Coffee Corner. Uh, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Danny Watchbook with us this evening. Evening, Danny. Now then, Mitch, how are you doing? I'm good, thanks, Paul. Good. And I say it every week, but I will thank you probably another four or five times anyway, mate. So uh, just get used to that. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> uh, for those who have been before, welcome back. Great to see you all again. Uh, looking forward to hear what Danny's got to tell us about his career, some stories. And stuff like that. Uh, for those who are new to Coffee Corner, uh, we'll spend about 40, 45 minutes with Danny, just finding a little bit, like I say, about his career and things. And then um, the final part, I'll hand over to you guys as, as the fans listening in. And if you've got any questions to ask, watch it, then you can uh, feel free to do so. So, our only start, Danny, is just about how you first got your hands on on a rugby ball, really. So if you want to tell us a little bit about that, how you decided to play rugby. Yeah, um, it just started with a couple of friends down my street. Um, we lived down uh, just off the top of Lambeth Road and was lived across the road from Pelican Park and a couple of my mates played for a team who played on there called Umber Social. Um, I think they only had one or two age groups. There was an older, an older brother and a younger brother. It was yeah. only like seven, um, and I don't know. Just we was always up to a bit of rough and tumble. Um, at the time, we used to. Uh, there was a couple of building sites around the area, and we was always messing about on the building site. So it was probably something, something to get us off there. And um, one of my mates asked me to go down, and then I think within a couple of weeks, I'd, I'd played my first game. How, how old were you then, Danny? You said you were a bit younger. Are we talking five, six or early? No, yeah, I was. I think I was seven when I played my first game. And then that was like, there was. it was only like the last game of the season or something like that. And then, so when this, the new season started, I think it was under nines. I think I had just turned eight. So I played, I played the first few years, sort of a year above my age group. Right. So, I, I, I've never heard of them, the, the Umber Social, what, Obviously, have they long gone now, or is what did they sort of transform into amateur club wise, if anything? Yeah, so I think at one point there was part of like the Reckitts setup, right? Um, and then yeah, it was Humber Social. So Humber Social Club, it's on Newbridge Road. It used to be on Olness Road, where like um, you know Papa John's and B and M and all that, the new bit. Yes, yeah, 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 got yeah. On the corner of Mount Pleasant, it used to be on there. It was like a, a working man's club. You had to be a member and stuff like that, and they had a team. But there was only, like I say, there were, I think there was us under nines and then an under twelves team, and that was it. Nice. Um, but then we joined up with Scala um, after I'd been there about three years. Uh, Scala, Scala didn't really have a youth a youth team when I first started, uh, but then they sort of took over Crown Mallet. Um, and then because we only had sort of one one team because the older teams disbanded, yeah. we decided to join up with Scaler as well. So we joined them, obviously, and Scaler were a really big club. So nice. I think it was just something to, to sort of get a, a bit of a bigger name. Yeah, yeah, got you. So how how did you start getting spotted by FC then? Um, you know, obviously, two clubs, FC and KR, did they start showing interest early doors or were just... Just the black and white sort of thing. Um, it's fair. I've actually first started off at Rovers. Right. Um, the team, like the scaler team who were played for, we want like a top team. We are sort of like a mid-table team. Um, and I think the top two teams at the time was Might and, and Embassy. Uh, and all their players went on the Hull FC scholarship. 
um, and then players from other teams a bit lower down the league went to the to the Rovers scholarship. Um, so I started at Rovers. I think I did it a year at Rovers, and then I got a call off Steve Crooks. Yeah. Um, just to say that they'd, they'd like me to go down and join the LFC scholarship. And was it? Uh... Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Or did you sort of have a little bit of an inkling to stay put at, at KR? No, no, it was yeah, it was a fairly easy decision to make to go down. Obviously, at the time, LFC was was a Super League team and Rovers weren't. So for me, it felt like a, an obvious decision to go to the team where you sort of see the the chance of a better uh, career progression. Yeah, and you you come through with a I remember. I remember that academy team that you played in and that reserve side as well. It were it were an hell of a team. You had some right talent in that uh, in that academy team. And then back to back grand finals, I think. Is that right as well for the academy and the reserves grand final? Yeah, yeah. The play I only played in one. I played in the one in 2005. Um, and then they made it again in 2006. I don't even know. I think if they might have even made it again in 2007. Yeah. So I think, we- yeah. For, Go on, mate. Sorry. I th- yeah, I think I think they did. I think, or or maybe maybe yeah. I'm sure it was 2005, six and seven, something like that. But yep. Yeah. I only pl- I only played in the 2005 one, which we won, and then I think they lost in 2006, one nil or something like that. Yeah, that's the one I was at. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. One at Headingley, yeah, it were uh, unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so you played in the 05, and then. You started sort of dipping your toe in a little bit with the first team, is that right? Around that time with training and things like that. Yeah, well, I would, 2005 was sort of my first year at full time. Um, I'd been at the academy for three years and, and managed to earn a, a full time contract, which was um, sort of this. I started pre season in 2004, um, obviously for the build up for the 2005 season. Played, I think I played four games off the bench that year. Um, and then come 2006, I think it was just about two weeks or a week or two after John had left, John Keir, um, yeah. I got I got given a chance in the team. And if I ended up playing every game for the rest of the season, apart from one, I think I played about 20 games. So that, that first one, then your first year when you started to dip your toe in, like say your first, first year full time, do you remember what it was like stepping up into that first team environment? Is it as... Is it as tough as what they all say it is going from an academy level reserves into that first team? Yeah, uh, for myself, um, I was used to training what two nights maybe at amateur, and then when you get into the academy, it was three nights. Um, so going to train into five days a week, and at the time it was Billy Mallinson who was the conditioner, and yeah. there was no there was no such thing as sports science back then. Um, your sports science was just run until you can't run anymore. Yeah. So um, I think I think my first sort of week, I really enjoyed it. I was thinking, oh, I'm enjoying it. Like I'm I'm quite fit, so I'm I, I was doing all right. But I think it was like towards the middle or the end of the uh, the second week, and my body must have just thought, we're not used to this much, <laughs> and I started getting blisters all over my feet and different parts of my body started tightening up that I didn't even know I had muscles in like my lower back and like inside of my thighs and my groins and things like that and I was thinking like I don't know what's what's happening but it's because like everything in pre-season is geared to to getting bigger and faster and stronger yeah. and um, obviously you've got to train really hard and particularly on the weight side of it but then going out onto the field as well and doing a lot of fitness work so 
the legs was taking a, a lot more hammer than they'd sort of been used to. Yeah. And were they, obviously, like you said, there were no sports yeah. science back then and they were the same all the way through as those players that are just fitness freaks and seem to absolutely kill everything they do, find it easy and those that need to struggle, where about, whereabouts were you? Were you sort of in between? Were you top end, bottom end? Uh, I wasn't too bad. I, I was, I've always been all right fitness-wise. Um, so I was, I would say I, I was towards the topper. Top, topper, does that make sense? The, the yeah. better end of it. Anyway, <laughs> yes. one thing I, I remember is, I think one of the first sessions we did um, was like a bleep test or something like that. And I think I beat Rich on, and I remember thinking, I've just beat on in the bleep test. How good's that? But like, when it came to anything that we did game wise, it was his fitness level was miles better than mine, obviously, because <laughs> it's it's completely different. But I think at the time, it's just straight running in a line on a bleep test, I managed to beat him, and I was real proud of myself. Class, <laughs> class. Um, so on to you. I'll talk about your your first team appearance, your debut. Saints away, is that right? Saints at home. Saints at home. Saints at home. I'll oh, get there. I'll get there yeah. with this. Saints at home. Um, can you remember sort of how did that come about? When did you get the call? I'm interested to find out about it. How everybody found out that you were going to be making your first appearance? Yeah, um, I I can't remember. Like I'd been playing well for the academy uh, throughout that throughout that season, and I think it was. The game was actually on May the 13th. Like, I, I won't ever forget because it was my sister's birthday, so I couldn't ever really forget <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, I, I can't remember. I think I must have played, been playing well, and um, it wasn't until sort of the day before the game that I found out that I was actually playing. Right. Um, like, back then, it was they used to do, I think it was a 20-man squad rather than a 21. Yeah. Um, and the 20-man squad had come out and my name had been in it, but my name had been in it a few times. So I didn't really take much much notice. And then yeah. it was just before we went out to training to do team run uh, on the, it must have been on a Thursday morning. Uh, and John sort of just uh, said, uh, we've, got, we've got a debutant making his debut this week, Danny Washbrook, and that was it really. It wasn't like, I didn't get tips so up or anything like that. I yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it, it was quite the surprise. So um obviously I went home and told everybody and everybody was really pleased. Um and then I think we went on to win something like forty six four. I think when I came on it was like thirty nil. So it wasn't a bad time to come on. Oh no, it might have been thirty points so far. Yeah, it wasn't a bad time to come on against St. Helens. Oh, um, wow. obviously at the time there was um a very daunting team. So it's uh something that I think the lads had looked after me there. Nah, so you didn't even, so obviously the day before, so it didn't give you much time to think about things and really let it sink in. It would, and, it, and like I say, it didn't even tip you up either before and to literally right, here you go. What were your, what were your thoughts? Were you nervous? Were you excited? Were you a bit of everything? Yeah, no, I was really excited and really looking forward to it. Um, obviously, that's what you you become a full-time professional to do, isn't it, is to play. Yeah. Um, so obviously getting a chance it was probably at, like I'd probably say it's quite early on it was May time so it's only what three months into the season it's sort of three months into my first real season yeah and so personally it, I felt proud that I'd, I'd managed to work my way into the team um, and I did feel like I'd been playing well at the time for the academy so yeah it was I was I was really looking forward to it nice <laughs> and like I said oh 2006 you started to get more of an opportunity after John Keir had moved on. 
Um, what did Peter Sharp say to you? Did, or did you get any feeling that there was a little bit more trust from him than than what John gave you? Well, it was actually Rick Jagar. Uh, when he was in charge, he was the one who gave me my me sort of my first go. Um, it was Catalan away. Um, and I can't remember who it was. I think it was Chris Chester. He'd, he'd gone out injured and sort of, at the time, I think it was Rich was coaching and obviously last he was helping, but Steve Crooks was helping as well. And Steve had sort of pulled me to one side and said, look, there's a good chance you're going to be in this week. It's sort of between you and, and maybe switching someone else from position. Uh, but obviously it's your kind of position that you play in 13. So um, there's every chance that you're going to play this week. And um, I sort of had to try and get it out of him whether I was going to play or not because my yeah. mum and dad had said if you're going to play we'll come out because obviously it was Catalans away yeah. and it's not exactly like he can just get there in a couple of hours if you if you get the call so yeah. uh, I managed to squeeze it out of him that I had a very good chance of playing and my mum and dad managed to, to get a flight and, and get a room booked Class Brilliant Brilliant and obviously that year or six the team made the grand final that year um, what was that like? What was the week like, sort of building up and oh, the success the year before the Times Cup? What was it like then going into Old Trafford? Yeah, it felt like sort of a natural progression. Like we'd, you know, we'd won the, the cup the week uh, the year before, and we'd had a, a disappointing start to the season, obviously. And, and John had ended up leaving; we'd been knocked out of the cup, and then we'd gone on this big, big long run of winning so many games. I can't remember how many it was. Oh, excuse me. Uh, running so many, winning so many games on the bounce, and um, it just felt like you know, yeah, we we did deserve to be there. We we played well, sort of the the, the last two thirds of the season. Um, but yeah, the the week leading up to it was a strange one. Um, we sort of found out, oh well, the the more senior boys who knew people from other clubs had found out that St. Helens players was getting paid more. To if they lost, then we was going to be getting if we won, like win bonus wise. Wow! So there was a bit of a a bit of a standoff between the players and 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 um, David Plummer at the time. I think was the the CEO. I think right. if I remember rightly. So yeah, there was a bit of a standoff about um, what Saint Helens get. So I don't know. For example, Saint Helens might have been getting I don't know four hundred pound per win they'd played in that season for losing if they ended up losing the grand final I think we was only getting something like 375 if we'd won the grand final right. and if they was getting something like five or 600 if if they'd have won it so there was a bit of a a bit of a like it was the more senior blokes like myself and Scott Wielden who would only really just come into the team we just sort of sat there didn't really know what was going on and yeah uh, a couple of obviously the older boys, Cookie, Arnie, Radders, Sean Briscoe, things like that, who'd been around the game a lot longer than us, sort of said their piece. And I, I can't remember if anything actually got done about it, but it was. Um, I remember Sharpie was stressing about it um, because obviously I think he was thinking we can't be talking about this kind of thing going into the yeah. final. Yeah. Um, so it was a, it was a, a, maybe a little bit of a distraction, but. I don't think it it took anything away from training because it won't it won't at the training ground or anything like that. It was yeah. it was when we'd gone to do some sort of press day or something at, at the KC Stadium, and wow. um, so it didn't really have an effect on training, um, and it didn't really have an effect on on sort of the coaches and the players because they knew it won't 
anything to do with the coaches. Yeah. It was obviously to do with the people who run the club. So um, I felt, I think the boys, obviously the senior boys, maybe just felt um, that there was just been sold a bit short compared to other clubs. Yeah, I get you. So, um, obviously Interesting. It's just, yeah, it's a short career, isn't it? So everybody's trying to get as much out of it as they can. So um, yeah. I think that people... Yeah, I think the people maybe just felt like how how can they get more for more than us if we win it? It's it doesn't seem yeah. right because I think obviously the prize money, what they get if if you win it, it's the same for both teams, isn't it? If you win, yeah, it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So you don't get more for winning it if you sent Ellen's if you do if you're LFC. So interesting politics behind the scenes. There we go. I didn't know anything about that. So there we go. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so I'm going to talk about your, your coaches, if that's all right, your time at OLFC, your first in OLFC. So you had obviously Lasty and Steve Crooks, you said there, obviously you're coming through sort of thing. Um, yeah. You had a little bit of John Keir and then Peter Sharp and then into, and into Rich Hager a few times. Yeah. Any of them that sort of stood out in your mind? They can jump on call if you want, Danny. Bring them on. Bring kids on with you. No, they're way too noisy. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just close the door. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell them not to come in, but... It's uh, fine, mate. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, so yeah, so I started, obviously, with, well, yeah, with John Keir. John Keir was um, the first sort of full-time coach he had. Um, and I got on with him all right, to be fair. Um, obviously, he didn't pick me that much, but I was a young kid, and it was my first, my first year of full time. Yeah. Um. But I know that there was a bit of a mixed bag. Some players liked him, some players didn't. Um. And I think obviously the way that they finished the 2005 season after after winning the cup, and then the way they started the 06 season, it just didn't didn't go down very well with obviously the people who run the club. So yeah. Obviously, John left, and Rich, Rich, and Lasty sort of took over. Um, and Rich, I had a real good relationship with Rich because he joined that first season when I did as well. So my first season in uh, full time was his first season at full time as well. Right. Okay. So he'd, yeah. he'd been a head coach at York, but obviously part time, uh, and he had a job and he'd quit his job to come full time. So he he was learning just as much as I was really it's about the full time uh, environment, and he sort yeah. of really helped me and a lot of the other younger guys who'd, who'd come in um, sort of adapt to it. Um, so when when Rich gave me, obviously, my chance um, and I managed to, to stay in the team, he, he sort of stuck by me. Yeah. Because, um, like, personally, I thought as soon as Chesley was back fit, he was going to be in the team, but they, um, they stuck with me, so I was, I was pleased with that. Um, and then, yeah, so obviously, then Sharpie came in. Uh, and Sharpie, I got on well with Sharpie. Sharpie was a good bloke, and he didn't change too much from what Rich and Andy had sort of changed and things like that at first. It wasn't until sort of the next season that he sort of tried to have his proper stamp on it. Yeah. Um, but again, it, it wasn't anything drastic. There was no major changes. It was just a few little tweaks here and there. Um, and obviously, two thousand and seven, we didn't we didn't do too bad we made the playoffs and I think we got I can't remember who we got knocked out by now 2007 but we obviously we made the playoffs it was Wigan I think I think we got beat by Wigan Um, so that was a bit disappointing a disappointing end to the season because obviously we're making the grand final the year before you just there's sort of something I don't know it's like you think we'll do it again we'll do it again 
obviously all have never been back since. So I probably didn't at the time, I probably didn't take the grand final in as much as I should have done. I've said this to someone, uh, someone recently, you sort of expect that you're going to get there again and be able to take it all in yeah. again. Uh, and obviously I've never have. So I think looking back, that's something that I probably think I should have uh, maybe made the most of. Right. Okay. Well, We'll put a pin in that for now. You mentioned obviously your relationship with Agar. Was he the main reason in you moving to Wakefield? Um, how did that come around? And was there any other opportunities or options for you? Um, well, at the time, I'd, I'd been offered a, a deal to stay at Hull um, for another two years. Um, and it just, I got a phone call actually off. Uh, Gareth Reina, so Gareth Reina had left the club, um, yeah. but I, I still kept in contact with him. We used to play uh, Xbox together, bit of Call of Duty, <laughs> bit of Call of Duty. Um, so I'd kept in contact with him, and I was just thought he was just asking what I was doing, and I said that obviously Richard said that he was leaving, he was going to Wakefield, and he'd offered me um, the chance to go there. And Gaz sort of just put it as he said, well, because the previous two seasons um, in two thousand and 10 and 11 when it was coming to the end of my contract I'd sort of just been playing here and there maybe three games in the team two games out and then yeah. back back in the team but playing half back playing back row playing okay things like that so I'd, I was doing a bit of everything and and not not ever really getting a string of games together and Gaz just said to me if you've been offered the chance to go sort of to another team and be the first choice player basically week in, week out, would you rather do that or would you rather take a chance that yeah. you might just have the same two years that you've just had? Yeah, yeah. And so that, it sort of struck a chord with me that and I thought it's a, it's a good point and um, I, I, I also just thought like sometimes it's 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 too easy, isn't it, just to stay stay where you are and stay comfy and yeah, yeah. sometimes getting out of your comfort zone and doing something a bit different traveling to to a team you know somewhere that somewhere that I never thought I would play I never I never Wakefield was never somewhere that I ever thought about playing or anything like that um but yeah I thought I, it's something that you know in, in the years to come I might regret do, not doing it if I don't do it so I thought I'd, I'd give it a chance and um and I really enjoyed it nice so so I'm there then obviously one of the big memories for you. I know you got you got uh, unfortunately involved. I say unfortunately you won it, but it was sad to be in there that million pound game. Um, what was what was that like? Is it as because obviously the, the the build up to it is always you know it's his last chance. I could be out of a job next week and things like. Is it as serious as that? Is it as serious as it's or die sort of thing? Yeah, definitely. Um, like. <laughs> It was it wasn't so much for me because I'd signed I'd agreed to sign at Hull, mm-hmm. um, and Wakefield knew that at the time. Um, but it, I, I felt sort of a, a responsibility. That was my fourth year there. Some of them players I'd known all four years. Some of them had been there three, two on. Some of them on here. It was the first year. Um, oh. But I sort of felt like, yeah, I, it's partly my responsibility where we are, so I need to play my part. And people was definitely worried, you know, about what was going to happen. Um, obviously, if you if you lose that game, 
Yeah. Wait, well, at the time, we wasn't a club, Wakefield wasn't a club with tons of money and things like that. It probably would have seen Wakefield go down and possibly never come back up. You don't know. Right, yeah, yeah. So it was one of them things that it was it was literally do or die. Um, and obviously, we're like, well, you've seen what's happened with Bradford. Bradford yeah. was the team we played and they, they've sort of gone down and they've never, well, they, and they haven't come back up as yet. Mm. Um, I don't know how many years it is now they've been down, but it's it's a fair few, um, and it's obviously just one of them things where you think it's if you if you do make that drop, it's 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 just hard to get back up. It's you can see from sort of the teams who've been down there and come back up. Obviously, Cass they went down for a year and, and, yeah, and yeah. ended up back up, and it, it it must be really difficult. And like Rovers, Rovers did well to go down and come back up, but. Like if you look at Lee, Lee have spent a lot of time in the championship and they've come back into Super League, but then ended up back in the championship and things like that. So it's, I think it there was you could feel that certainly feel a lot of pressure, not just on like the play for the players, but just for the club as a whole yeah. and, and for for Wakefield as a as a city. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just on obviously time at Wakey went in. Uh, and again, playing at a club that you, you didn't think you'd ever have the chance to play for, you thought you'd be at Hull and that's it. So a chance to get out and go somewhere new. Were you, were you welcome with open arms? What were you sort of first, you remember what your first season were like in there, you know, with the boys and everything? Yeah, it was really good. Um, there was myself um, and, well, that's, I, reckon, I think out of the, I think out of, say, like a 26-man squad, there was 13 of us who was new. So yeah. it won't it won't just a few of us integrating. It was it was sort of like the half of the team, yeah. um, who was coming in from other clubs, and um, it, I think that helped because everybody was in the same situation. Everybody was getting to know new people, and um, I think you could probably tell that at the start of the season. I think we won our first game, or maybe our first two, but then we lost. I think we lost the next three or four and then we managed to win one. And it wasn't until sort of the back end of the season when you could tell sort of that all the time, all the sort of the past six months that we'd spent training together and everything yeah. since the start of pre-season, we sort of started to click. And I think um, I think we won 10 of our last 13 games or something like that um, and beat beat pretty much everybody in that run. I think there was only maybe one there was only one team that we maybe didn't beat in that run of games and um, we ended up getting into the playoffs and, and getting really close to beating Leeds at Leeds in the playoffs as well. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a really good season. Everybody really enjoyed it and, and the players we sort of bonded really well. Uh, like I say, because everybody had sort of come from different clubs at different times and things like that. It was it was something that sort of helped knit us together. Nice. And like I said, there were people, it wasn't just like a couple here, a couple there. They were from, if I remember right, all over the place, wasn't it really, that year? They were just... Yeah, we had... It was a brand new team, brand new team. Yeah, it was, yeah. We had players from, obviously, Crusaders had disbanded, so we got a couple of them. Uh, there was people from... There was me from all... There was a couple from all KR, a um, couple from Huddersfield, a um, couple from Leeds. I'm just trying to think of anywhere else. Probably will have been others as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there was a fair few. I think it was. Oh, yeah, a couple from Castleford as well. So, yeah, brand new side. Yeah. Um. So you mentioned there that obviously that 
2016, so a million pound game 2016, you, you'd already been sorted out. You were coming back to Hull. Um, how did that sort of come around? Obviously, I know Radders probably give you a call and said, I want you back. Uh, but was there other opportunities for you? Was it an easy decision to make? Uh, yeah, well, it was what the first time I spoke to Radders was sort of at the end of. 2014 season towards the back end of the 2014 season I think I think that was when Radders had first took over yeah halfway through that season and I just man I just bumped into him at the gym I'd gone to total fitness and I think all was there doing some recovery towards the back end of the season and just had a brief chat with him he was like would you be interested in in coming back and I said well I would be I said but I've just agreed a new deal uh, to stay at Wakey for next year, but it's just a one-year deal. So after that, obviously, we'll we'll see where we go. Yeah. And he was just like, well, yeah, he said, I ain't really got sort of any space or any budget for, for next year anyway. Not that I take up that much budget anyway. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, he said it, like, it, won't be, it wouldn't be next year anyway, but just keep it in mind for the, for the following year. Um, and I, I didn't really think much about it after that. And then it was sort of like halfway through that season. Obviously, Wakefield wasn't having a, a great time. And um, it was just, again, I, I, I think I bumped into him somewhere and, and had a chat with him and it sort of just went from there. Um, and I, I had an agent, so I told him about it. So I sort of left it to him. Um, but I think, I don't know if at the time Motu had left Wakefield and come to work at Hull as sort of like yeah. football manager or whatever you called it at the time. So when I first went to Wakefield, my first year at Wakefield, I travelled with Motto because he was there. Yeah. So I still spoke to him. Obviously, I'd still spoke to Radders and I still spoke to a few of the players. So it was it was sort of a quite an easy decision to make and a bit of an easy transition to make. And um, especially the way that the season was going with Wakefield, there was every chance that the we was going to go down. We spent yeah. a lot of the season at the bottom of the table. So um, when obviously Hull came in and and said, "Look, we've got this deal for you here," um, it was it was pretty no brainer, really. Nice. What what was it like coming back in? Was it like he'd never left? Were there some big changes? Obviously, I know players had moved, come in and come out and stuff like that. But what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, there was a lot of changes. Obviously, um, I left just as Adam took over, really. Um, and it, it, there'd been a lot of changes. I think when I left, they moved changing, uh, training grounds to YPI. By the time I got back, they, they had County Road. Yeah. So a lot of things had changed. Um, but it was a lot more professional. Everything was a lot more professional. It, I'm not saying it wasn't professional the first time I was there, but we didn't have our own training ground. We, you know, we trained at Bull Ionian, so it was yeah. never, and nothing ever really felt yours. Obviously, we had the stadium, but nothing ever felt yours. Like you, you wouldn't have been like I couldn't have left my training gear or yeah, yeah, my, yeah, my, yeah. Own, my own personal belongings at at Bull Ionians because it was full of other people during yeah, the week yeah. and things like that. But obviously, having County Road, you could leave all any supplements you had. There was all there ready for you. Any stuff that you wanted to leave, like you could leave anything there, like your training gear, your boots. You could leave anything personal there if you wanted to. Stick your pictures up of your your wife and kids and things like that. People had on the lockers and things like that. So everything was just a bit more personal, a bit more professional. Um, so it did certainly feel different. Um, and I think sort of, I I I, I sort of went. 
like just came in as just uh wash his back because obviously we'd sign Frank, we'd sign Tag, we'd sign Sikamanu, we sign Mahe. It was like and Carlos, it was like ah, wash, but wash his back as well. Get yourself get yourself further up there. Get yourself yeah. further up on that list. We've signed Danny Washbrook. Oh yeah, we've we, also we, signed. That's how it should be. Yeah. Well, yeah, they signed, I think they announced me and Sika on the same day. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that was a good idea. People, people, <laughs> people even, yeah, yeah. I don't think people had even realised they'd come back. But, um, <laughs> but no. Obviously, um, coming in at the same time as some players like that, you know that um, you know they're trying to make some good moves, and and obviously going on to to win the cup for the next two years sort of showed that. Yeah, massively. So I, I, that's my next. We're going to talk about that because um, I saw on. Uh, I saw on your, your Twitter earlier in the week when you said you were coming on and somebody said, oh, we'll talk about your 18 minutes of fame at, at Wembley sort of thing. Yeah. So what, uh, what was it like? Is it sort of because you've done, obviously you've done the Challenge Cup in 05, you've been involved in the Grand Final in 06. Was it sort of, you knew what to expect, the big occasion sort of thing? Or were you still full of butterflies and, and, and giddy as a kid again? No, because obviously... I, we... I played at Wembley in 08 as well with all when we got oh, beat sorry, by yeah, Saints. Course, so, yeah. so that I did have a little bit of experience. Obviously, oh five, I wasn't really, I wasn't really involved. I just, I just went for the party really. Um, <laughs> but uh, obviously, oh six, the the grand final and things like that. I said I didn't probably take it as serious maybe as I should. Well, not as serious, but I didn't enjoy it and you know embrace it as much yeah, as I maybe you. should have done. In two thousand and eight, we did, and obviously, but then we lost. So it's. Losing at Wembley, it's just, it was like a, at the time, it was a standard old thing that everybody was just, ah, yeah, that's all, they'll never win at Wembley. Yeah, yeah. So obviously going into 16, I think we felt really confident we'd been playing well that season. Um, and I, I felt like I'd, I was playing all right. We was playing well as a team and I was getting plenty of plenty of games. So it, mm. it was it was one of them things that I was really looking forward to it. Um, and obviously... The way it went on the day, it was it was outstanding. Yeah, massively so, massively so. And then to do it again, and I've asked this question before. I've had different answers from other people. So you set your, e.g., you take your targets and your goals and things like that. Was it was one of your targets to do it again to to do it up? Did you feel like you could, or were you wanting to go where you probably hadn't been before for the grand final? Do you want to talk to us about that one in seventeen. Yeah, no, we, we, how we looked at it was obviously we, we wanted to go one step further from the year before when we'd been knocked out of the, uh, um, I think it was Wigan away, wasn't it, in the, the semi-final yeah. for the grand final. Um, but then the other side of that was that the tro- the Challenge Cup's ours, we don't let it go. It's yeah. um, it's not a case of we're going, we're going to win it again. We, we're going to keep it. It's ours and we don't, we, we don't want to give it up. Um, and obviously it worked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then my final one on you of all time, uh, 2018 testimonial year. Um, 2019. Sorry, 2019 testimonial year. I just pause. 2019 testimonial year. How did it? I know a lot of players reflect on the time in the game and things like that. Did you do a lot of that because it was testimonial testimonial year? Did you sort of look back and think? Wow, I've actually, I can't believe what I've done. I can't believe everything I've achieved. Yeah, you do. I, I did get a chance to do a fair bit of that because obviously some of the events are based around other things that have gone on. So I did 
there was a obviously one of the dinners I did. I had players there from uh, the 2006 Grand Final and things like that. And there is times when you know people brought up situations or do you remember this? Do you remember this and things like that? And it does certainly sort of jog your memory about all the things that you know that you've done throughout the uh, throughout the past ten years and. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Obviously, 2019 playing wise, it won't it won't great. I didn't play loads, um, but sort of testimonial wise, it I really enjoyed the year. Good, good. And moving on to now, up to where you are now. We just had a quick chat before, and so so York York City Knights. So how are you finding going back to sort of a, a part time environment? All from obviously all them years ago. What's that like for you? Yeah, it's it's been strange. Um, I think I've, I've I've adapted all right, um, but yeah, it's it's strange, and it was it probably was difficult, more difficult than I thought at first. I think the most difficult thing was the fact that I had to go to work first before I went <laughs> training. Before I was I was at college, so college is is easy. Um, well, I, I like I enjoyed college. I was there for a couple of hours a day. Um, and then obviously most of the most of the rugby season is in summer and where yeah. you're off college anyway. So um that was sort of the last time I was I was part-time. Um so yeah, it, it's a big change and, and obviously like the days are, are quite long and leave me out at half seven in the morning and, and don't get back to half past nine at night on the on the nights that we train at York. But you know, the facilities and everything at York are, are spot on. We train at the university. Yeah. Uh, so the facilities are, are absolutely spot on, and then the new ground ball player, it's it's outstanding. Um, it's a it's just like a really good rugby stadium. Yeah, and it's the squad squad is pulled together as well. It's an unbelievable squad with experience, talent, bit of youngsters in there as well. Um, quite a few Hull boys, um, local lads in there as well. How, what's your thoughts for this year? Your ambitions and things like that. Yeah, uh, well, there was really good, but uh, <laughs> you said that. I think, me. yeah, I think we've um, we've let ourselves down this year so far. We've um, there haven't been many games where we've played sort of what you would say to our potential. Like you said, on paper we've got a, a, a very strong team, um, but it's no good being strong on paper if you're not yeah. like you're not strong on the field. I am, and this year we haven't been. Um, we've had some good performances and we've played well at times. It's just that we're a bit... But again, it's it might be a bit similar to what I said about when I first went to Wakefield. It took us took us some time to get yeah. sort of gelled together. And because of the way that the season went last year with coronavirus and everything, we only played six games, I think, last year. Yeah. So those six games, the new players might have just been getting into the stride of things and then it stopped. Yeah. Yeah. So then it's sort of like starting again, but then with even more new players. So we've had quite a big turnaround of players sort of in the last 18 months. And that may have something to do with it. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, we're just, we're just not playing great at the minute. Um, yeah. But hopefully we'll, we'll turn, turn that around ASAP. Yeah. <laughs> Are you... Um, are you seen as a bit of a go-to, like obviously a senior head and things like that? Do you have a, a big voice in there, or is it just sort of Fordy lets you play your own game a little bit and, and do what you need to do on the field? No, yeah, Fordy will, will speak to myself and, and obviously some of the other guys who, who were 
uh, the older heads, as you'd say, like myself, Danny Kerman, who played with Wakefield, got Ryan Atkins, obviously he's been in Super League a long time, yeah. Adam Cuthbertson, you know, Ben Jones Bishop. We've got a lot of players who've got a lot of experience. So it's um and well, obviously Tim Spears as well has been has yeah. been around the championship for years, and then Chris Clarkson as well, he's the captain now. Um, everybody, sort of everybody you have named there, they're all over like 250 appearances in the careers. So yeah. it's yeah. there's a lot. I think Tim's on about the five million appearances he's been on. <laughs> like that. Don't tell him. Don't tell him. But yeah, the um, there's a lot of experience there, and I think that's that's probably one of the most frustrating things for the team and for for Fordy is that we're just not we're just not there at the minute. Um, yeah. Yeah, like I say, it's it's not through lack of effort, um, but the the training we do is is outstanding. Like I say, the facilities we've got really assist that. So it's um, it's more just a case of, of getting it done. Yeah. Right, buddy. Thank you very much for uh, for your time there, pal. So I'm I'm gonna get make sure I get the fans on and things like that. But one other thank you I wanted to say because I didn't get a chance to lose, but it was obviously that. That 2019 year, when I was lucky enough to be involved with the reserves, you made it a lot easier for me as a young coach as well. So I want to say thank you very much for your time. I didn't get a chance to say it, so thanks again, Paul, for that. It's all right, no worries. Um, but yeah, if it's all right, Paul, how I normally do it is I just go around my screen and just anybody who's got any questions they want to ask you, um, we'll fire away at it. So uh, we'll, my, we'll, my phone keeps telling me my battery's nearly dead so if it cu- if it cuts out I apologise <laughs> no, it, it says I've got 10% left so right no worries mate well uh, Mike we'll get to Mike good evening Mike good evening there how are you doing you alright um, Danny yeah very Sorry. good thank you yourself not too bad not too bad uh, what I want to do is take you back to 2006 at uh, Old Trafford. I know you were saying that uh, you maybe should have looked at it in a different way, i.e. you should have been thinking more of taking more out of the occasion. But for me, it's the first time I took my son to a decent game. You know, we'd been to local stuff, and but to take him there, and the noise there was unbelievable for Hull, for me. We should have won it just on the voice, you know. How, how how does that affect you as, as players? You know, uh, when when people are really giving you the backing, you know. Yeah, it's, it certainly helps, and you're you're not wrong about um, Old Trafford. I, I can remember going out onto the pitch, and the noise was absolutely unreal. Uh, yeah. I think speaking to like players afterwards, like Radders, he'd played in the grand final before, and he's even he said he said the noise that night was just. Like a different level, you literally could not hear each other on the pitch speaking yeah, to each yeah. other. It, it was that loud, so it's uh, it's certainly something that does make a difference, um, and that the, the players certainly appreciate. I think so. You, you lose a little bit at Wembley because obviously it's a, a bigger stadium and that. But saying that, the the old people certainly do uh, back you, you know. So hopefully you are hearing as much as we hear it, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah, you can always hear the old fans. They're always the loudest. <laughs> right, cheers, Danny. No worries. Thanks, Mike. Uh, Andy. Evening, Andy. Hello. Hello, right, Danny. Now then, mate, you all right? Yeah, I'm OK. Right. Um, there's a couple of seasons back. I didn't know you could play the wing and score a try. 
Do you remember that match? I can, yeah, sorry. I just went on there. Uh, I just muted still it. Because, uh, still changing the guy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was against um, against Witness, wasn't it? I wasn't playing on the wing, but I ended up there and ended up going <laughs> to try, yeah. 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 No, yeah. hey, I play. I play anywhere, me as long as I'm playing. All right, so you're still playing. You're not on your boat, up. Not just yet, no. Yeah. So you think you will go into coaching then? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? We'll see. It looks too stressful. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Well, thanks for your testimonial, Joe's. Two, uh, two years back, or a bit last year. It's all right. No, I'm glad you enjoyed him. Oh, yeah, I did. I'm great. Especially the Umber Gin Distillery. A few gins on that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ball. And also, the back there, you're looking at the wall. Have you got me? Oh, yeah. I'm up on the, I'm on the wall there. <laughs> So, good luck, Jenna, for the rest of your trade. And, you know, I'm glad to have seen you about anyway. Aye, thank you very much. Okay, cheers, Andy. Cheers, Andy. Cheers, cheers, cheers. cheers Andy. Thanks, Paul. Uh, Sally, good evening, Sally. Good evening, and uh, Richard. Good evening, Danny. Um, Andy's just stolen my question. I was going to ask, were you thinking about going into coaching at some point? But as that one's gone is there anything that you've regretted in your career oh uh, i think one of the things i'd say would probably be the the not taking the whole grand final thing in as as much as i could have done um like i say it's, i probably took it for granted and thought oh yeah i'll be back um i'll be back next year or i'll be back in a couple of years and things like that so that's probably one of them um there might have been another one. I got offered a couple of moves uh, after I'd sort of been in the, the whole team for a couple of years and I was playing all right. I got offered a couple of bigger money moves to move elsewhere out of the city, but I stayed I stayed loyal to all. It sounds a bit selfish, really, that <laughs> <laughs> I didn't take the money. But I, I wasn't selfish, that's what I mean. Um, so maybe, maybe I should have been. Obviously, people always tell me I should have been, but... Oh, we're glad you stayed with us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much. No worries. Thank you. Cheers, Sally. Thank you. Uh, Sarah. Good evening, Sarah. Hi, Danny. You're all right. Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Good, good. Um, just wondering, will you do you think the Rugby League World Cup will go ahead this year? Because I have a feeling it may not, but I just wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, I would, I wouldn't like to say, I wouldn't like to say. I think it's, um, it's a difficult one. Where's it supposed to be? Is it supposed to be here? Yeah. 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 Um, um I'm gonna say, oh, I don't know. I don't know because like there's all these, there's all these test events and things like that going on, and there's things that. They're allowed in, allowing fans to go to, obviously, the Euros games and things like that. Um, so you never know. But obviously, because it's a lot of people from a lot of different countries potentially coming, there's every chance that it won't go ahead. But I don't believe a word that Boris says so. 
<laughs> you and me both. You and me both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, good luck at York and uh, thank you. Uh, no worries. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers, Sarah. Uh, Trevor. Good evening, Trevor. Yes, I've managed it. Hi, uh, <laughs> hi, Danny. Um, first, can I thank you for the gin? I know you didn't send it to me personally, but it's still a great bottle. No worries. Thank you. Thank you for buying it. I've, I've still got one myself somewhere. I still need to drink that. And I was wondering, you you appear on Twitter quite a lot. Do you find uh, you know? Do you find that a good way? to get in touch with the fans or have you ever dropped a clanger on it? Uh, I don't think I've dropped a clanger on it. Um, I try not to. I've, obviously, you see what happens with people when they say things they shouldn't um, in social media. Just uh, one minute, Trevor. Just hold Yeah. Right, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I try, I try not to say things that might come across as controversial and stuff like that. And obviously, there's um, a certain code of conduct you've got to stand by and things like that. But it is nice to to engage with people and discuss things with people and obviously discuss rugby and other issues. Obviously, depending on what they are, it's uh, it's always good to get to get people's opinions. Um, obviously, some people's opinions matter a bit more than others but it doesn't matter <laughs> it, <laughs> uh, I suppose it depends who it is and what the situation is and what the what the subject is some people who we speak to would say that I think I'm always right but <laughs> I, 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 I don't I don't well thank you very much for that I didn't fall asleep once yeah. and, uh, <laughs> thanks thanks for all uh, the time you spent with us and uh, I hope you're Pick up a bit. Cheers. Ah, cheers, Trevor. Thank you. Thanks, Trevor. Cheers, mate. Right, Danny. I said it'd be painless. It'd be absolutely fine, mate. You did well. Mate. That's an <laughs> no easy. worries. Thanks no, for having me. No, thanks very much for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll catch up soon, anyway. Um, and yeah, all the best for the rest of the season at York, pal. Thank you. No worries. Right. Cheers. Thanks, Rich. See you later. See you, mate. Thank you. Thank Everybody you. else, I will see, see you yeah. next week. See you later. Cheers and bye. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you.